Okay, so hello everyone. Um, it's Matt from UK Ops. Uh, I'm here today with Dr. Eddie Moran, who's a senior lecturer on the MSC TESOL program at Stirling. Safe to say that Eddie is very much the face of TESOL at Stirling across the world. He's traveled extensively across Southeast Asia and China, um, meeting agents everywhere from, from Wuhan to Taipei to Vietnam to pretty much everywhere, I think. So, um, so a lot of you might have met him already. Um, if you haven't, hopefully you'll meet him soon out in market. Um, so we're going to just talk a little bit today about about the uh, TESOL and TESOL related programs at Sterling. So I don't know, Eddie, if you'd like to introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about your background. Oh, OK, then. Um, well, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, um, about me and my background, uh, I'm a qualified teacher. I have a Bachelor of Education. Uh, my first ELT teaching uh, was in 1977, which is over 40 years ago now, which is a bit embarrassing. Uh, uh, most of my experience has been in, my teaching experience has been in commercial language schools overseas and uh, what we call corporate English, um, you know, going to companies, teaching English, um, where the uh, English is tailored to the people that you're teaching. We call it English for special purposes. Uh, and then also teaching English for academic purposes in UK universities. Um, like my colleagues uh, here in Stirling, I've, I've worked in several countries, Japan, Taiwan, Dubai. Um, and my route into lecturing here was uh, through um, my PhD. I, uh, I, I started lecturing while I was on my PhD at Newcastle uh, in 1998. So I've been doing it for over 20 years now. And I've lectured in uh, Newcastle, Durham and here at Stirling. Nice. So we've got two programmes um, from which you can progress from the graduate diploma through into into University of Stirling in this area, which is, I think, the MSc TESOL and the MSc Management and English Language Teaching. Uh, I wondered yeah. if you could help our teams to kind of recognise what kind of student might go for each. What are the key differences, and just so that they're aware if they're if they're asked, um, you know, <clears> what are the major challenge, what are the major differences between those two programmes? Um, well, our key selling points for both programmes are firstly our ranking. Um, education studies at Stirling is is always top ten in the UK, but our entry requirements are actually quite reasonable considering the ranking. Um, Second, compared to other programs with a similar ranking, we're very practical. So we're very focused on practical teaching and supporting our students in helping them to, to understand what we're, we're teaching them. Also, we have a very popular placement program. So in semester, semester two, our students can go to observe teaching in local schools and colleges. Uh, also, um, we have a PhD program as well. So if students have the ability and the ambition, they can go right through to the PhD if they want. A, a typical student on both of the programmes is someone who prefers something practical, not too theoretical, but, it, but there is that option still. And um, someone who wants ranking and reputation, but someone who, wants, who needs to know that they're going to have support. Students can be very anxious about that year of the master's degree and how they're actually going to get through it. But 
one thing I'd like to let people know is that we support our students as much as we can. The MSCT SOL, that's a comprehensive training in how to teach English. And our main market is uh, students who have no teaching experience. Okay. Um, and we give them a, a thorough training, uh, but it's also good for people who are experienced teachers. We have a lot of experienced teachers. And these people, they're looking to learn more about teaching. They want to develop professionally, maybe get a promotion. For these particular teachers, it's especially good because they can choose to specialize in applied linguistics or in using technology. We call it computer assisted language learning, but it's technology. So if they wanted to, they could have an MSC TESOL brackets applied linguistics or brackets computer assisted language learning and i've been told recently that sterling does more technology for language teaching than any other university in the uk actually um, so uh, that's good and uh, students who have a training in who, who look different for example they have the msct soul applied linguistics or msct soul core they have an edge in the job market. So, and certainly if you look at advertising, if you look at the job advertisements, you'll see that they are always looking for people who have training in technology, um, that kind of thing, All right? Um, for the MELT students, the, that's the management and English language teaching. These tend to be people who understand that language teaching is quite commercial. It's a business. And if you're ambitious, then within a few years of starting to work as an English teacher, then you're going to need to man you're going to need management skills, not just teaching skills. And uh, also a potential student might also be undecided uh, management or TESOL, you know, which one will they go for? Um, so this is the, the best of both worlds. They can have both. A key selling point uh, for the MELT program is that the management modules are taught in the Sterling School of Management. So they they get that training from the experts in the in the management school. And most of the modules, the management modules, have a very international uh, cross-cultural component. So they recognize that the, 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 the Sterling School of Management, they recognize that in the modern world, uh, many managers work with multicultural workforces. And this is very typical of a language school. You'll have people from lots of different countries. <clears throat> uh, so that I hope that answers the question about you know the, the uniqueness of the programs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's the split like on the management and English language teaching between the management and the, the kind of English language focused elements? Uh, it adds up to 40 credits. So there are uh, 120 taught credits and one third. So it's it's two thirds TESOL, one third management. I got it. Thank you. Okay. So what would you say distinguishes the Sterling programs from from others that students might be be looking at or ages might be aware of when they're they're counselling students? <clears throat> Well, we've got quite a lot of things actually that distinguish us because we've worked very hard. We've 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 uh, 
looked very hard at market intelligence. We've surveyed our students, asked our students what they want, why they've come here and everything. Uh, so we've done as much as we can to distinguish ourselves. First of all, we have a, a very good service to applicants. Um, every offer holder gets a, a personal email from me letting them know that they can ask any questions they want. And uh, we, I do a lot with social media. Uh, I have a WeChat group for Chinese offer holders. So every offer holder who, from China, if they want, uh, can be in, my, in our WeChat group for offer holders that year. Um, I also have a line group for countries such as Thailand, uh, Japan, uh, and that Taiwan that, that don't use WeChat, they use Line. And I, I'm going to get a WhatsApp group when I, when I sort out my WhatsApp. It's a, <laughs> it's a bit messed up, okay? But I'm going to have a WhatsApp group, which is good for the Middle East as well, okay? Uh, also, um, I, I communicate as much as I can with agents. So if, if an agent wants to talk to me on social media, get a very quick response to any problems they might have, I'm very happy to, to, to help as much as I can um, through social media. Um, it seems social media is more immediate and more natural for people to use these days rather than email. So I'm happy to do that. For, for, for the social media, it's actually very good for students because um, uh, they can make friends before they come. And um, when they're on the way, uh, I, I do worry about students because sometimes they, they have problems when they're on the way from, from their home to Sterling. And um, I've been able to help some students uh, through, through social media. Um, they're very brave young people, uh, but they're not experienced travellers. <laughs> That's an action on me to get you into a graduate diploma WeChat group, line group, WhatsApp group. <laughs> you can take care of all of our students as well. Thanks, Eddie. <laughs> well, you'll have to pay me for that. Um, <laughs> um, like uh, Another thing, um, like I said, we're, we're very practical and support our students. Um, but I really feel this is something we, we do better than other programmes. Okay. Um, for example, a lot of our input is supported by video tutorials, and these video tutorials come with scripts and so on. Um, so if, if, if English is not your first language, um, this is really helpful. But uh, we, lots of our students who, whose, whose first language is English also you refer, to this, refer to these quite a lot. Um, it's really interesting that they do this. Um, in other universities, students sit in a lecture for 45, 50 minutes and they come out with, uh, all they come out with is a PowerPoint of the, of the PowerPoints, is a, a photocopy of the PowerPoint slides. Um, our students get, get much more support than that, okay, much more. Another thing, uh, prospective students worry about assessments and how, they, how they're going to be assessed. Um, well, we have uh, varied and uh, fair assessment methods, and we don't do traditional exams. None of this like sit down for three hours and you have to memorize everything, and then in three hours, everything depends on this. Um, we don't do that. 
we have written assignments uh, like everyone else does as well, but we also have uh, poster presentations, materials design, takeaway tests, open book tests, a, a real variety of different kinds of assessment. And um, my stu a student last year was telling me that she has friends in other universities who do TESOL master's degrees and they compared, they were comparing their assessments. They, they, did, they, they said that it, the conclusion was that our, our assessments were, the, were better, uh, not easier, <laughs> not easier, but fairer and much more interesting. Okay. Another thing, we're, we're very sympathetic to our students and we work with them to get them through. So, for example, you might be a mature student with family responsibilities or a young student who's just come straight from an undergraduate degree and you're very anxious. Um, we, we do our best for everyone. And well, the reason we do this is because we've all been through it ourselves. OK, so. Um, let's all just work together. No need to be harsh or um, whatever. Uh, let's just get get you through. <laughs> that that's our attitude. That's 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 what Sterling is for us. That's the Sterling way. Okay. So I'm right in saying that the students get a lot of time and kind of FaceTime with you guys as staff, and the class sizes are quite small. They get as much FaceTime as they want. Our doors are always open. Um, apart from the core modules that we have, where, that everyone has to attend, um, our classes are actually quite small. Um, even the core modules, we divide them in half. So um, like this year, we have like 60 students. Um, so we divided um, the class into two. And so we have two classes of 30 students. And that's the biggest one. Um, other, other classes have maybe 10 students yeah. uh, it really depends um, Great. um so we do work individually with students as well um and like i said the sterling way that that for us is 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 what makes us different people do fail our courses but not because we haven't tried to get them through what aspects of the program do i enjoy most well, I specialize in using technology. That's my PhD and my master's degree is, is using technology to, to teach language. Uh, so I really enjoy teaching that. Like I said, we do more of it than anyone else in the UK does. Um, but what I really love is working with students. Um, right now, I'm supervising dissertations. And I get a lot of pleasure from knowing that these students like Last September, they started last September and they didn't know very much, but now they're experts in their dissertation topic. Um, they're working independently on a pretty big project. Uh, it's a 15,000 word dissertation and an independent research project. And I'm pretty sure that a year ago, most of them couldn't do it, but now they can. And I, I give them a little bit of help and they go away and they produce a dissertation and it's all their own work. And in the end, it's something they can be proud of achieving. Right? And then in, in November, uh, we have graduation and I really love that. <laughs> <laughs> that must be really satisfying. Well, it is. It's very nice because um, when students are on the course, we can't be friends. 
after after they, after students have graduated, um, uh, we can have a laugh and a joke about how tough it was during the year. And at graduation, they uh, they come. Sometimes they they come with their parents and everything, and we have lots of photographs. And uh, uh, we wear our academic robes, and we look very academic. And, <laughs> and and we really we all enjoy that. Uh, I I especially enjoy that. I know from my experience when we've been out for uh, alumni events and things in the past, you always have a bit of a queue of um, of TESOL students from from either last year or ten years ago or anywhere in between who are who were wanting their photo with you. So um, yeah. so they clearly remember you very well. And you're very patient with them still. I think, that, I think they want the photograph because they want to show everyone how old I look now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's not. It's just celebrity uh, WeChat photos. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, it is nice. It's, it's, yeah, we can talk about more about that later with the, uh, you know, what the students are doing like five years down the road and that. But... Um, one last thing, uh, something we're also really proud of now um, is the standards that we achieve with dissertations. Um, there's an annual British Council dissertation uh, competition for, for master's dissertations. And in the past five years, I think we've had three, three special commendations uh, for our dissertations. Okay. So... So we we haven't had top three, I think. I don't know if we've had any top three students, but certainly top ten, top ten in the UK, uh, which we which we consider to be pretty good going, really. Um, so we get our students up from, and these are not students who come to us and they're all, they're already brilliant students. These are students who have developed during the year. So we're we're, we're quite proud of that. Yeah, I mean, last last question for me really is around any any current or, or past students that that stick in your mind. If you have any, any kind of tales of what your your guys are up to at the moment, I think that would be really interesting for everyone. Well, um, none of our students have become astronauts, <laughs> uh, but when I started thinking about this, I you know uh, several students came to mind. Um, uh, for example, our students from Thailand tend to do very well when they go back. Um, they they tend to get quite good jobs working in universities. Um, one example would be um, uh, Papichaya Papankon. Uh, her, her nickname is Ply. Um, she's working in um, quite a well-known university in Bangkok, and she's doing a PhD. It's very good. A couple of other uh, um, Thai students are considering doing PhDs as well. Our Chinese students, um, when I go back to when I go to China for trips, uh, I meet our Chinese graduates and they're all happy. They've all got jobs and that. So that in itself is a success story. All of our graduates get jobs if they want. They're very employable. A couple of examples of Chinese students, um, Ivy Bai, who lives in Beijing. Uh, she graduated about six, seven years ago. Um, and she got a job working with um, a company called English First, uh, Yingfu, the Chinese name is. And they're a big organization. And one of the great things about working in a big company like that is that if you show any ambition or ability, they'll promote you, they train you, and they give you lots of professional development. And that's what she did. She very quickly, she became a, a teacher trainer. And now she's, um, she's moved out of commercial language teaching and she works for an international 
an international school, um, an international high school in, in Beijing. And she's very happy with what she's doing now. Something I should emphasize as well is that one of the things we emphasize with students is continuing professional development. So after you graduate, you still have to try and do things to improve yourself. And we have a career development program for that. One thing that I think our graduates distinguishes our graduates is their, their understanding that they can't stand still. They, they, can, they, they, have, they have to keep on improving um, and develop professionally. Um, another student, uh, Charles Wang, um, in Beijing, uh, he works for a, um, a, a well-known publishing company in China, and he is now in in charge of projects, publishing projects. Uh, he writes material for English textbooks and online programs that are used across China. Right? Uh, he came to us specifically to acquire skills in technology he got those skills and he's gone back to china and he's used them and he's uh he went back to his publishing company and he's continued to develop himself there we have a lot of eastern european students um, an example would be ilona ilona witacek um, after graduating from our program uh, she went back to poland and worked for bell uh, Bell is, if you don't know, is the is probably the number one language school in the UK, and she worked for them in a branch in Poland, and but she's since returned from Poland and now she runs a language school in Stirling. Lots of our students get to know her because they go and observe classes there and so on. The important thing, I guess, is where will you be five, ten years after you graduate and. Uh, I think the emphasis that we put on continuing professional development equips our students with uh, that ability to, to, to improve themselves and develop. Uh, certainly our, our a Sterling graduate has a good reputation in whatever country they go back to. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, just, just the last one for me. I know that um, the the placement opportunities and, and opportunities for practical experience are something that our team get asked about all the time. Um, I'm just wondering from, from an international student perspective, um, so what kind of placements are available to them and, and how much time would they typically spend on a placement or say observing classes um, during <clears throat> the course? Um, the regular placement program we have uh, would be, I think three visits to a school or college or, or prison <laughs> <laughs> and you would spend the afternoon or the morning there. Okay? Um, so you, you, you do get a chance to really see what it's like. Yeah. No, that's great. That's really helpful. Thank you. Um, I think that that's it for me. Um, I found that that's really, really helpful. I think it gives everyone a great idea of the kind of the, the support that they receive in the program and, and the quality of the program. And I think hopefully that's that's helpful for everyone when they're out there speaking to the courses going forwards. And otherwise, just thank you very much for your time, uh, taking the time out um, during this busy season to to chat with everyone. And um, and I'm sure you'll meet, meet more of our guys out in market soon. And yeah, thanks oh, again. Oh, hope so. Bye. <laughs>